Welcome to Chapter 50 of the Kinsman Die Podcast, home of fantasy fiction based on Norse mythology that's written and read by me, Matt Bishop. In this podcast, I read my first novel, Kinsman Die, one chapter at a time. And with each episode, when it makes sense, I provide some commentary about the source materials I've referenced in the text. This week, we're back with Odin. It's been a few chapters since we were with him, but a lot's happened. He'd sent the envoy away with a threat. Either the Skrymir tells me which Jotun tribe destroyed Halls, or I send Thor against you. We know from Loki's chapter that the Skrymir will not divulge that information. So let's see how Odin handles rejection. We rejoin him now. Chapter 50 Odin Odin stood just outside Gladsheim's largest hall, looking down on the River Silver. With soul nearly touching the western mountains, the shadows of the walls and gate towers bridged the river. Hours earlier, Balder had stepped onto a burning ship and saved a merchant's daughter. His daughter, Hermod, who he barely knew, had fought a pair of Asir who thought that burning longships was a way to drum up sympathy for the Jotun. Twenty winters gone, and his city had almost doubled in size under Frigg's leadership. Their daughter was a young woman. Their son Balder had become beloved not through strength of arms, but through his healing. It was certainly a different approach to leadership than his, but maybe Frigg was right. Maybe Balder's approach was better suited to the times than his own. Except the Jotun had attacked. He'd also been back a full week and still hadn't dealt with the dreams plaguing Balder. Too many other things kept interfering. Tomorrow he would, though, for certain. A knock came at the door. Fimafeng shuffled into the dying light. The steward cleared his throat and said, Your pardon, Allfather. The Odin envoy requests a meeting. I left him waiting in the usual place. I also bring word from Harfrig. Odin nodded. Frigg and Nana had left early to organize the midwinter celebration. Shortly after midday, Frigg had sent word that she'd been asked to judge several divorces. Everyone in the city had the right to ask for the All-Mother's judgment, or his, in any case of divorce, murder, or rape. Otherwise, judgments were handled by individuals appointed within each city district who also provided over matters such as theft, disputes, damaged property, or other comparatively minor issues. She says that the last divorce hearing is still going on, and that you should not wait for her. Money will rise before she is finished. Frigg had told him that this particular divorce was complicated by the husband's influential family, the large dowry, and the brevity of the marriage itself. Very well, Femifeng, thank you, he said. Please show the envoy into the hall. Do you know where Thor is? After he returned from Ithaval, I believed he returned to his quarters. Shall I send for him? Yes, please do. Any word from Gulfin regarding Heimdall? The elderly steward stroked his long beard, which twenty winters ago had been more blonde than gray. Not yet, Allfather. Shall I send the wardens out looking? Odin shook his head. That won't be necessary. Gulfin knows where I am. He'll find me once he gets aimed all sorted. Very well, Allfather. Femifang inclined his head with more stiffness than he remembered seeing before. I'll show the envoy in. Thank you, Femifang. My pleasure to serve, Allfather. 
When Odin re-entered the hall, he found the envoy standing on the platform, hands clasped behind his back. Odin stepped up to join him and clasped the man's hand in greeting. He gestured for the envoy to sit and took his own chair. So, Eldir, what does the Skrymir say? The envoy sketched a bow, but did not sit. Jarl Odin. The Skrymir regrets that he cannot provide what he does not know. He expresses his deepest condolences that the misguided actions of a rogue tribe caused such harm to the Asir. He has launched a full investigation into the attack, led by none other than Vathrudnir. Whatever they find will be relayed to you through me. And finally, he hopes that you might show some mercy toward his people. Odin held the envoy's gaze for a long moment. The Jotun seemed earnest enough, even down to the beaded sweat on his brow and upper lip. Very well, he said. You are dismissed. The envoy hesitated, wanting to ask the obvious question, but under his flat gaze he withdrew. Hugin and Munin, Odin called out with his thoughts. We are here, they both answered. A pair of horse croaks filtered down from the gap in the roofs, their preferred perch when he was in the hall. Find Thor. If he's not already on his way, ask him to join me. We go. Hammer and lightning, then. Well, folks, that was chapter 50 of Kinsman Die. I hope you enjoyed it. Odin didn't like the answer he received from the envoy, so he's sending Thor against the Odin, as he'd threatened. Next week, we're back with Frigg. Until then, if you have the time and inclination, please rate or review the podcast. That helps boost the show's visibility, as does sharing it. As always, I'm going to read from both the Bellows and Larrington translations of the Havamal. Bellows, verse 50. On the hillside drear, the fir tree dies, all bootless its needles and bark. It is like a man whom no one loves. Why should his life be long? Larrington, verse 50. The fir tree withers that stands on the farmstead. Neither bark nor needles protect it. So it is with the man whom no one loves. How should he live for long? Thanks for listening.